Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war sure if you guys have heard the term police state but merriam-webster dictionary defines it as a state in which the activities of the people are under the power of the government often acting through a secret force police force when asked what are the police states in history it defines it as Modern-day Russia and Belarus are often described as police states. Nazi Germany emerged from an originally democratic government, yet gradually exerted more and more repressive controls over its people in the lead-up to World War II. There's a movie that came out called The Police State, and Dan Bongino says that the signs are everywhere. And once you recognize them, your senses will be heightened to the danger we're all in. Another article by Kevin Downey Jr. says it's important to know the signs of tyranny. The film shows the damage Biden and Obama have caused to our republic. And so I wanted to bring in my friend and fellow whistleblower, Ryan Hartwig, who blew the whistle on Facebook. Um, He was a content moderator and he noticed how they were expressing hostility to Trump and his supporters and how Facebook waived hate speech policies to advance its pro pride LGBTQ agenda and also talks about abortions. Also with me today is a, heavily censored reporter named Dustin Nemos. And he is a historian, a conspiracy theorist, uh, um, and talked about um, the American relationship with Israel. Now, I have not, in full disclosure, I have not seen this film, The Police State, but I thought it was a powerful documentary from the trailer that I had saw and I wanted to bring in Dustin and Ryan to have a discussion with what exactly is going on in America these days. So welcome gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us on Jody. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, do you want to start off a little bit telling um, the listeners about yourself and your role in this movie? Yeah. So, um, as Jody mentioned, I went public in 2020, also as a Project Veritas whistleblower, um, and the same, same as Jody here. And in 2020, I went, I went public with as a whistleblower for Facebook. I moderated content, so I deleted people's memes. I joke about that. I deleted people's memes um, on Facebook, You know, political content, disturbing content, um, deleted a lot of uh, 
yeah, it's all kinds of things. So videos, photos, uh, comments, posts on Instagram and Facebook. So that was my job for two years. And I filmed with a hidden camera for about nine months and exposed how Facebook is censoring conservatives, targeting conservatives, targeting Trump, and trying to influence public dis discourse on the internet. And so um, a lot of what I found is that <clears throat> Facebook, yeah, had lists of, of people they were targeting, mainly conservatives. And now we're learning that with this Missouri versus Biden lawsuit, that the um, the state, the police state, as it were, uh, was colluding with big tech, Facebook and Twitter to addition, you know, work together to censor conservatives. So that's why, you know, in, in May of this year or April or May, uh, Dinesh D'Souza reached out to me and they say, he's, hey, we're making this film about the police state. Would you like to participate? And so, of course, I said yes, along with. Zach Voorhees, the Google Google whistleblower. But yeah, if you haven't seen this documentary, The Police State, it's it's already becoming really censored on the internet. A Walmart, you can't even buy the DVDs on Walmart um, or or even Amazon. So you can go to policestatefilm.net if you want to check it out. You can buy a DVD or, or stream it live on not not live, but stream it on Rumble. And so that that's kind of my role. I you know I I went public a few years ago, but this is still relevant because. Um, Facebook continues to censor even leading up to the 2024 election. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of us that our eyes have just been open since 2020, it's, it's a lot of information to take in. Um, yeah, the, this film does talk about the January Sixers. It talks about a mom who was speaking out at school board meetings about the content that was being delivered to um, her children and the children in the school and how she was raided by the FBI. And yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit about what, um, what the movie does show Ryan? Yeah, of course. So the, yeah, the film, it was just produced by Dennis Susan, Dan Bongino. Um, it's, it, it, yeah, it feels pretty eerie. It's kind of like a, it looks like a, something you'd see in Germany, Nazi Germany where, you know, they're rounding people up almost, um, it talks about one of the most heartbreaking parts for me. Like, now, honestly, I get, I get teary eyed every time I watch the, the the movie. It talks about this this gentleman named Joseph Bolanos, who's sixty nine years old, who lives in New York, New York City. Um, he's you know he's active with his local block association there in New York City. He went to the Trump rally, uh, you know, Trump rally on January sixth. He was on the grounds of the Capitol, but didn't actually enter the Capitol. But then he was showing his um, his friends videos of the protests, like the peaceful protests back at, at home in New York City. And somebody put in a tip and turned him in to the FBI. And so the FBI, they the way they raided his house. Um, he they actually they taped the security camera and bashed through through his door. Um, luckily, his 94-year-old mother was not there. She was at the rehab facility. Uh, otherwise, she would have been, as he talks about in the movie, she would have died if, if if the FBI would have raided when she was there. So anyways, they take him into custody. Um, and he, while he's in custody, he has a stroke. And then, you know, the, of course, the news crew comes by and, and they show expose him and smear his name. So all of his neighbors now think this guy is like a terrorist, basically. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, in the documentary, it's really heartbreaking because he's he's there just sobbing, like, why did this happen to me? What you know, I'm innocent. 
and he eats, he's having a hard time finding an attorney to, that'll represent him. And so, yeah, he just talks about how the FBI, you know, they're, they're people are just do, they say they're, oh, they're, I'm just doing my job, but th- here's this innocent guy, almost 70 year old man who's been raided by the FBI. So that's one example. Another one that's even more heartbreaking is one of the January 6th defendants, Matthew Perna. He was inside the Capitol, I believe, for like 13 or 14 minutes, walking around, didn't touch anything, didn't attack anybody, <clears throat> didn't get in any shouting matches with the police. <clears throat> and Matthew Perna was he wasn't even political. He was uh he you know, growing up, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And then he saw Trump and supported Trump because you know, he, we need a businessman in the White House. So Matthew Perna, you know, he was getting these charges placed on him. First, it was like a year in prison or something like that, or six months. And then his aunt, um, is described, the documentary describes how, you know, she she was talking to her nephew and then the attorneys are like, oh, we're going to add this enhancement for terrorism and you're going to be in prison for 20 years. Wow. And so, she, you know, the aunt gets gets a call shortly after that. Her aunt gets a call that her nephew Matthew hung himself, committed suicide, and you know it's, it's just she's sobbing in the film and describing how she contacted the prosecutor and um, told the prosecutor like what did, why did you cause this death you you killed you killed my nephew, um, and le- and the prosecutor's like well if he would have waited a month we would have dropped the the charges would have been dropped. Uh, for the 20 years, we would have put it down. It's, it's like, oh my God, what good is that if, if he's already dead? So, um, yeah, it's super heartbreaking. And then another person in the film is um, Miss Langton. There's two women. Uh, I forget her first name. It'll be Ashley Langton and Sharona, Sharona Bishop. And they both have been active in their local communities at schools, speaking out about the types of content that the schools are, are giving to the kids during COVID and whatnot. And so the FBI raided uh, Sharona Bishop's house. Like she's sitting at home and all she, her only crime was like protesting at a local school board meeting. So it just really shows how all these different apparatuses, of the FBI um, and have, have been are working against Americans and, and they're targeting American citizens. Yeah, I think a lot of us, you know, can relate to this because on a medical viewpoint, because we heard from many states that they were saying, if you see your your neighbor go outside without a mask or if they're having um, a party with more than five people or 10 people, turn them in. And that's very Nazi like Germany and as well as the coercion to participate in an experiment, you know, namely the covid quote unquote vaccine. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's wild. I mean, I think for a lot of us we're we're realizing maybe a lot of the things that have been happening, um, that we just weren't aware of. And, and I think, you know, it just, we need to give people a lot of grace because I think people wake up at different times. And so with that, Dustin, why don't you introduce yourself? Because it seems for, for me that you you've been following quote unquote conspiracy theories for a while and you are targeted um, censored even by alternative media yeah 
Well, I, I'm what you might call sort of a lifelong conspiracy researcher. I started very young. Uh, as soon as I got the internet, I dropped the video games and started researching uh, conspiracies in the deep state and uh, trying to heal my, my grandparents from big pharma's poisons as they had cancer. That was my first rabbit hole. And now I'm in my 30s and, um, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride and I've been down virtually every rabbit hole you can imagine. I uh, started on YouTube in 2017 as a reporter, and it just sort of took off uh, 1,200 subs a day before censorship. And, you know, I started to have an impact. I started to get attacked by fake news and documentaries and everything else, and they started to smear me. And I realized that uh, certain target uh, truths uh, really are over the target and really upset them very much. Um, so I started to sort of dig deeper into the mystery Babylon religion of the deep state. And uh, you might say I'm a bit of a historian and theologian now, in addition to being a reporter. And I think that I can tie things together from those perspectives and, and add some perspective to, to various topics. And, you know, we, we, we're talking about what's happening. And I'm happy to there's, do that. There, there's some, um, like, I, I hear it in, in, my, in my headphone, some noise i don't know if we can fix that yeah it's like a little bit staticky it's yeah, like it's a staticky, like staticky background when you're speaking i'm not sure I, want, I think i'm on the right uh is it still happening yeah every time you uh, speak it, it shows up it's not like not continuous it's just when you're when you're speaking it it sounds like a little cricket or like a little that's weird yeah. that's new i'm not i'm not sure that's new i'm sorry oh guys. that's better that's okay. better run where better? we did. Yeah. 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 I, I just pushed the cord in a little harder. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. I am. I'm telling you, I'm a bit of a farmer. I am low tech. Um, what's all these wires. Okay. So you know, we're, we're talking about um, kind of what is happening right now. And this is, this is happening not only to these particular individuals. I mean, it's across the country. J six was, was sort of a trigger moment where it really started to ramp up and the system sort of weaponized itself. Uh, actively and the FBI really started to go after people and started a branch office, whatever the hell a DC branch office is in uh, Florida and other states. Um, we could go into the what's happening. I, I can also, if you want, help touch on why it's happening and the agenda, the uh, goals of Mystery Babylon, the secret societies, the deep state, all this stuff. And the reason that the FBI and the uh, system has turned against the people that they're supposed to represent and are murdering people virtually. Um, blatantly and letting things happen. Like if Antifa kills someone, they get away with it. Uh, they don't go to prison for the same sort of riots or, or uh, mass arson while we get in trouble for protesting while conservative or jaywalking while white. So, you know, we could talk about the agenda if, if you want. Um, it goes down a lot of rabbit holes. It's, it's very uh, nuanced, but it all goes back to secret societies. And that's why you're seeing uh, at the highest level, such evil, such concentration of evil around power. That's why they're willing to, to abuse the system and no one's really speaking out. And there are so few whistleblowers in the system. I mean, you see some, they get kicked out and targeted immediately like you both know. So if you see an FBI whistleblower, he's probably gonna be a terrorist or a criminal or in jail within a couple of days or weeks. Uh, that's just how the system is. It protects its own. And it is a dark system with a religious agenda. Yeah, I would like to go down that. Um, like, why? I mean, we, we, I think for many of us with Agenda 2030 and the WHO and the World Economic Forum and the Soros and all of that, we're aware of it now. But yeah, if you want to touch, you know, shed some light on on these secret societies, um, I, I would I would love to hear it. 
Sure. Um, briefly, and I, I don't expect anybody to believe me, I want you to test these things. Don't just take my word for it. And I do believe extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidences, and I'm happy to provide those. Um, I have a whole archive called the Serapeum, which goes into hidden history and archives this information so it doesn't disappear. But uh, in essence, there is a, uh, a pre-flood religious occult system called Mystery Babylon by some. Um, it deals with the worship of the Nephilim from the Old Testament of Genesis, the Genesis 6 giants, if you will. You know, Goliath, the famous example of David and Goliath, he was one of the Nephilim. He was described as having six fingers and six toes on each limb. He was not human. He was a monster, a mutant. And this bloodline promised uh, right there in Genesis 3.15, God told us there was going to be a war between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. That is the basis of Mystery Babylon. They worship the seed of the serpent. And the seed of the serpent is still with us. It is behind the deep state. And it has a religious agenda, religious textbooks. It has uh, written documents and plans to form a world order, world government, world religion, to bring back Nimrod's post-flood empire against God. That's basically the old world order, not the new world order. But that's the plan, to bring it back and to outlaw Christianity and to kill Christians um, and to basically have a giant world tyranny. Uh, for all time. That's their plan. Now, you can, fi you can find evidences. For example, uh, Albert Pike, uh, a 33rd degree Freemason, wrote the plans for World War I and II and III before World War I and II and now III even happened. And they happened exactly as he predicted. Not a prophecy, but a plan. And the secret societies have the power to push that plan. Um, when you see people like Ted Cruz put their fingers inside of their coat when they walk out in front of the cameras, that is a secret society hat tip. That means they're part of the club. Even though they may say the things that you believe in or you agree with, they are probably there just to gain your trust. So if we go back to their agenda, it is an anti-God agenda. That's why they have this anti-Christian, anti-freedom, anti-Jesus sort of agenda. Everybody can sense that the deep state is kind of satanic. But that's where it stops for most people. They can't prove it. I can show you the documents. I can show you the uh, rituals. I can show you the, uh, the, all of the different people that hang out together that are pedophiles and have engaged in weird rituals or uh, weird symbolisms. I can show you through their symbolisms. I can show you through their history books. I can show you through their etymologies. Um, for example, we get the word cannibal from the Canaanite priests of Baal or Nimrod who were eating the babies after they sacrificed them. So cannibal is the cannibal priests. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that have stuck with humanity because these people have been doing this since the very beginning, as the Bible records, engaging in blood sacrifice and demonic um, type activity. So, you know, why does the deep state engage in child sacrifice? Why do they do horrible things? And some people pretend this doesn't happen, but why are they obsessed with, uh, for example, adrenochrome from every movie, from Monsters, Inc. to Little Monsters spanning two decades or three decades, it seems like most of their movies are obsessed with draining liquids or fear from children. And there's a theme to this. Um, and that theme is that they worship Satan and blood sacrifice is how they commune with their gods. It's how they get power. It's how they make deals. And that is why most of the people in power are evil. And that's why it's disproportionately represented in power. So you know, I'm, I'm all over the place a little bit here. I'm kind of catching up to the modern era and I'm really fast forwarding here towards throughout about 25 or more percent of the Bible. There's a seed war between the giants and the humans, basically the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. 
And they've been eating us and tyrannizing us and enslaving us and killing us and, and all of that since the pre-flood era and over. And they got smaller every generation. The archaeology shows us giants. There's a bunch of giant bones. And then we can also see that they kept getting smaller. Um, Goliath was not nearly as big as the days of Noah giants. So as they got smaller, they uh, basically became human size. This is in their religion. This is in their books. They admit this. It's in the Bible. And it talks about, how, in fact, even Jesus warned us that the Pharisees were Edomites infiltrating the Israelite religion and government, pretending to be Israelites so that they could deceive us and control us. And that's in John 8, uh, 33 to 44, when the Pharisees are having that spat with Jesus saying, well, we are of Abraham. And they are, they are Edomites, but they, they were never enslaved in Egypt. So they're telling on themselves that they're not of the actual tribes of Israel who were enslaved in Egypt. So Jesus himself is sitting there calling them the seed of the serpent, the synagogue of Satan, the uh, children of their father, the devil, the generation of vipers uh, who cannot go to heaven, uh, etc. So you, you have this story that people ignore, but the story of the deep state itself is right there in the Bible. Um, in Judges 1 and 2, God himself promised us a Edomite deep state, specifically those nations which Joshua failed to wipe out when God told them to, quote, leave nothing alive, end quote of the Canaanite giants. Those nations were going to rule over us and be within the Israelite nations and test us basically according to God in Judges 1 and 2. And he was going to use them to um, punish us and uh, test us if we would follow his law. So there's this seed war between uh, monsters and men. There's this war uh, that God promised with Amalek every generation. And God promised us a deep state. Jesus warned us about the infiltrators pretending to be Israelites, the deep state. And then we have a modern uh, deep state, new world order, globalist, communist agenda with all of these uh, more modern terms that we would recognize like Agenda 2030, Agenda 2021, uh, and things like the vaccine. Um, all of it's tied together. The vaccine came from the giants and it's right there in Operation Warp Speed's logo. It is, if you look at the Hebrew, 666, hand, forehead, mind control, the lost tribes of Israel, all in one, right there in the symbolism of the official Operation Warp Speed logo. I have this broken down on my Mark of the Beast post. So whether you're atheist or Christian or Buddhist or whatever, the deep state is satanic. They are using the Bible as a reverse blueprint to enslave you. And they're essentially coming into uh, their world empire and they think that they've won this is uh leading into the book of revelation the mark of the beast um i believe that we can show that the the vax was indeed the mark of the beast it actually changes your genetics it takes god's name off of your dna yahweh and it puts in a 666 according to the moderna patents where yahweh's name used to be not to mention uh you know the book of revelation the 144,000, and how the math plays out um i can't show you because we're on audio but i can kind of walk you through it if you like but if people test that or check out my article, they will see the Operation Warp Speed's official logo is attempting to be the mark of the beast. Um, and that's your concern. It's attempting. Anyone. It's attempting. I mean, I know yeah. from the Bible, like people will understand and they will, you know, you're not going to be able to buy, sell, trade or do any of that. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely do believe that the vaccine was a precursor to it, no doubt. Um, all yeah. the, all the writing is on the wall. What is your feeling on Trump, um, for, you know, pushing this and then awarding Fauci and Burks with the award uh, a few hours before he left office? 
you know, I have some very complicated feelings here because I was I was the face of QAnon, me and a few other guys. I, we were the face of the Q movement, um, and that's what the media called us. But uh, I was I was reporting on the Q topic, and I still believe that Q and Trump are absolutely linked. We can prove that easily. But I don't believe in Trump anymore, so I don't believe in Q anymore. I, I, after he started to promote the boosters to children, I could no longer logically find a way to defend him. So I stopped. And for about a year, I just didn't talk about Trump uh, at all. <laughs> but um, I realized eventually, uh, and I started to do more research uh, in his connections, his symbolism, his, uh, his, his hotels, his buildings, his past, his family, his connections. And he is essentially one of them. And his Operation Warp Speed was the... Uh, plan to destroy their enemies before their world order. And he's already saying, I am the chosen one. I mean, that's a quote. He wants to be their king. So um, I don't trust Trump. I know that's not popular anymore. I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to this, but there's sort of a cliff. Um, there's a cliff of doom and despair that you'll walk right off. You see it coming up behind Trump and people don't want to see it. So mm -hmm. the, only, the, only, the only hope that people have after Trump is Jesus. And most people don't have that kind of faith that you and I have, Jody, in Jesus. Um, so I, I don't I don't see that people are going to be emotionally ready to abandon Trump, although the, the reasons are there. Um, I think the reasons have been there for a long time. Yeah, uh, that well, this is this is going to be even more interesting conversation on the second half. Uh, but first, guys, I really want to highlight our sponsor, Astia Redox Cell Signaling Supplement. Um, it, it helps to just kickstart your body's natural process for cell protection, renewal, and rejuvenation using redox signaling molecules. Um, check it out. I, I've been on this product for a few months. Uh, I take it a couple ounces in the morning, a couple ounces at night. And I also love their redox gel for pain for, for a variety of things. Um, you hear me talk about that one often, uh, but check it out on americaoutloud.shop and all of our out loud listeners receive an exclusive discount um, only available to you. Our, our listeners, you are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and I am your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and we will be right back after the break. It's time and this is world. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sia Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow, 
with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. All right, guys, thank you for joining me. You know, you you hear me talk a lot about my faith and, and how that led me to blow the whistle and why you guys all hear me now every week for the past year. Um, but I, I do like where this conversation is going because I will tell you this much that I realize the times that we're living in. I, I do believe that we are living in the end times and I, there's a lot of trust that I don't have as well. Uh, you know, the Trump, I mean, I love what he, he did for the nation, but I just cannot wrap my head around this um, so-called vaccine and then awarding those like Fauci and Burks with an award. And um, let, let, let's keep talking about that. Ryan, do you have any thoughts or feelings on that? Yeah. So as far as the, yeah, that, that, that goes as far as vaccines and, and Trump and enforcing the kids, it's, it's abhorrent, obviously. So like when I was at Facebook, we, you know, we, dealt with abortion and as far as medical things go, we didn't, I, I left before we actually had the COVID vaccine. So I left in, in February of 2020. That's when our, the, the contract ended. So we all got laid off. Um, but prior to that, we did have policies regarding other types of vaccinations. And so like the hashtag vaccines cause autism, for example, was a, a no-go. We had to take down that, that uh, hashtag. So it's clear that even prior to COVID, Facebook had mechanisms in place to suppress speech and suppress discussion about vaccines and autism. So they had a whole training deck on that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, as far as, yeah. And, and we know that, um, you know, the, the, the masks, for example, the kids wearing masks are, are not, it's not healthy for kids. And my, my co-author in my book behind the mask of Facebook uh, Kent Hecken Lively, he he published another book with Dr. Paul Elias Alexander, who actually worked with Dr. Fauci in the summer of 2020, and and that doctor got fired because he was opposing, you know, that that rule that the kids have to wear masks, and so that's just another example of of the the deep state and the powers that be 
trying to trying to do damage and harm our, our kids. Um, so, so yeah, in my book behind the basic mask of Facebook, I talk about the abortion topic topic and, and how Facebook of course was censoring pro-life influencers. So that's a completely separate topic. Um, I am going to leave you both here to continue. I'm going to get ahead head to work here in just a minute, but, but yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Dustin had some, definitely has some great things to say here about how these forces that, that are working against us, it, it didn't just happen in the last 20 years or the last hundred years, it's been happening for a long time where it's this fight against good versus evil. And so, you know, we just, we need more people like you, Jody, who went public, who took, who basically risked your career as a nurse to expose these, these horrible atrocities happening to society. Um, but, but yeah, we, we definitely need to keep on fighting against them. And so I'll leave the time to, to both of you here to, to finish that discussion. But yeah, feel free to check out my book behind the mask of Facebook and I'm on Twitter and uh, I'm on Gab um, and you guys can check out, check me out there on there and reach out to me. What's your handle? Well. What's your handle on Twitter? Yeah. On, on Twitter right now, it's uh Hartwig underscore free. And then on Gab, it's, it's real Ryan Hartwig. So Hartwig underscore free and real Ryan Hartwig and feel free to, to follow me there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your courage, Ryan. Um, thanks, Ryan. We, yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, let's pick up on that conversation. Um, you know, I, I let's talk about Israel, particularly, and right. I and I'll start it off. Um, I know, biblically speaking, that you know, um, Israel, G Jesus was a Jew, right? And and it it's the apple of God's eye. And, but what may, gives me pause, Dustin, is how come Biden and all of our politicians essentially are supporting Israel? That makes me think like, wait, so, so you're doing one thing right when everything else you got wrong? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what, what, what is the deal with Israel? So I'm going to I'm going to risk offense and I, I don't mean any. Um, I'm just going to share my beliefs, but I'm going to do it like an onion. I'm going to peel back layers. So exoterically um, uh, on the on the surface of this, being just honest about the facts at a very broad and uh, high level, um, the Jews in Israel today basically stole the land from Palestine uh, quite a while back and have been uh, virtually driving people off their land and in some cases uh, outright murdering or ethnically cleansing. And we've seen that in the last couple of uh, weeks and days as, as they're just raining Western bombs on babies uh, indiscriminately. So this wrong, it doesn't matter what like other beliefs you have about it. Um, these are the facts of the case. Now, going back, uh, Palestine had a, a stronger claim to the land, even biblically speaking, that the land was taken from the Jews. Uh, so it, it was it was not uh, something that they could just come back and take uh, claim to Jerusalem with, I mean, that was, um, uh, even Jesus said, Jerusalem would be trodden down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. That hasn't happened yet, as far as we know. So, um, you know, they would not actually have a claim to Jerusalem in this era. Now that's the exoteric. Um, well, let me, let me ask you yeah. a question here. What, what do you think about the, the Bible saying that, um, when, you know, because we hear about this prophetic time clock and and how, you know, it kind of stops when Israel is not in their land. And 
you know, coming into 1948 when they were declared a nation um, and they came back into their land. You know, I hear from many that that's when the prophetic clock starts ticking again. And, you know, and and God says that a nation or a generation shall not pass before they see the coming of the Lord when Israel is back into their land. What do you think about that? So, so, um, uh, first I want to, I want to address that and, and sort of the, the fulfillment of Israel getting her land back. I'll get to that in just a second. Okay. But to, to finish sort of my thought there, um, it, it's important that we note that, uh, the promise that was made to King David when the Israelites were in Palestine, the promised land at a time when the kingdom did already extend from the Mediterranean to the Euphrates and was at the peak of its power. That's when God, Yahweh says, I will appoint a place for my people, Israel, and plant and will plant them. Uh, and, and that appointed place could not be Palestine or Jerusalem, the chosen land, because they already had it. So why would he have to choose a new place or appoint them anywhere? So with that said, I want to actually make the case that uh, America was the land that was prophesied in Israel. And, and specifically, uh, Leviticus 26, 18, when Israel gets her land back, um, so going through this real fast, because there was a curse, there was a punishment here. God had already punished the tribes. And then he said, if you will not yet hearken for all this, uh, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. So when you do the the math on that particular breakdown, it's seven times 360 years or 2,520 years after they were conquered by the Assyrians. Well, Manasseh was conquered in 745 BC and Ephraim, the, the two sons of Joseph, those tribes, were conquered in 721 BC. If you actually do the math and fast forward, that's 1776, that's America. In 1801 AD, that's Great Britain. Uh, Europe are the actual Israelites, the lost tribes of Israel, cursed to forget who they were, but cursed also blessed to be many nations and have many, many seed. Uh, and, and basically, I would argue that the people in Israel are Kazarian imposters who are just using the name, but have zero evidence that they are Israelites zero. And um, this is this is probably the biggest lie in modern history. It's the greatest case of identity theft in all of human history, um, something that they were actually known for previously. But the Kazarians are in the Bible. They were prophesied in the Bible. Um, they are called Edom in the Bible. And there's a war of Gog and Magog, which says that essentially the seed of the serpent would rise up from within the Israelite Western nations, take over uh, through stealth, and then control, enslave, and subjugate us. And uh, that's exactly what has happened in the last 50 to 80 years or so. Um, The people in Israel, which call themselves Jews, which was not a word in original Bibles, uh, that was inserted in the 1500s. Originally, it said Judahite or Judean. Uh, It it did not say Jew. Um, And this word was injected later. And I know this is a, this is kind of blow some minds or make some people upset. And I'm just sharing my research. Um, but they, I, I did a debate on this last night for those who want to see it. Uh, there, there's zero evidence. That yeah. How can provide. people find you? Uh, it's at uh, dustinemos.com is my main site. And that goes to my two uh, branch sites, which is Nemos News Network for what's happening and thesarapayam.com for why it's happening, essentially. Uh, that's my hidden history archive. And that's where I've got these debates posted. And I've got the uh, Christian identity debate posted as well. So yes, there, there, America's in prophecy and the Jews in Israel uh, are in prophecy, but this is not uh, the children of God, the people of Israel taking back the land of Jerusalem, which was not any more theirs to take, according to the Bible. This was actually the Kazarians moving back to uh, what we uh, would know in the Bible 
as um, Mount Hermon, where all of the uh, sacrifice and stuff was happening, where the fallen angels of Genesis 6 landed. That's what we call today the Golan Heights. This is basically the satanic Mount Olympus, where uh, they're high mount for their gods, basically, the fallen angels. So they wanted to take uh, the Golan Heights, and they wanted to take some land so that they could uh, have their own country because they'd been kicked out of Kazaria a thousand years before by the Ukrainians. And now you see what's happening in Ukraine is revenge. Um, and it's, it's basically the same thing. It's the uh, Edomites in control of Ukraine are ethnically cleansing the white Christians. They're even taking women, children, um, cripples, grandmas, and forcing them into the front lines, dragging them off to war. Uh, with nary a training, barely any ammunition, and just sort of force marching them off into oblivion. And uh, Israel know, is doing this. The same people behind Israel um, are the same people in, in control of not only Ukraine, but also Russia, China, and most of the West on both sides of every political aisle. You can tell by where most of the politicians go and spend their time when they fly to Israel. You can tell by who is overrepresented, not only in control of the banks, the fake news, but also the political parties and the donors on both sides. I mean, it's always them on both sides playing the strings. Um, so, so basically, you have this world order religion of Nephilim, the fallen angel offspring, the giants that are no longer giant, but the children of Satan, the seed of the serpent, and they run the world. And communism is part of their religion. They still control Russia and China, which were both communist uprisings. And you had, you had Edomites in the background behind Mao, and uh, you had Edomites being 90% of the Bolshevik government. So every time this sort of thing happens and they take over, it's, it's the same playbook, it's the same thing. They have literally been kicked out of 109 countries uh, after being found guilty with kings and queens and monarchs involved for often eating Christian babies like St. Simon of Trent, uh, this famous example, but just one of many. And they just poked this little white boy full of holes and drained him of blood and tortured him all night long. And that was part of their religion. And you can't be found guilty 109 times and say that that's just a smear or uh, something like that. So this is basically the history. And they've been wondering since Kazaria was taken. Now they have their own land back. And in two generations, they have done so much damage that the world is at war three times. And uh, we're basically about to fall to their new world order government. But the actual tribes of Israel are America, uh, the UK, and Europe. Well, it's interesting because in, is it Ezekiel 38? Gog um, and Magog? Yeah, yeah, the Gog and Magog war. America's not even mentioned. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I would say it is. Um, for example, in that specific prophecy, it talks about in verse 11 of Ezekiel 38, I think it is. It talks about the land of unwalled villages. That's America, the only country in the world, basically, that has a bunch of unwalled villages everywhere. I mean, we did not even have to lock our doors until the 50s or 60s or so. So uh, this was the only world, country in the world that did not have some sort of like, uh, you know, fortification around at least one village, because most of these countries back in those days had all sorts of fights and wars and stuff happening all the time. So they weren't safe over in the Middle East or Asia or et cetera. So you see castles, you see uh, walled villages, even just for civilians all over the place, everywhere in the world except America. So when Gog and Magog, uh, which basically the Kazaria on old maps was called the land of Magog, and the, the Great Wall of China used to be called the ramparts of Magog to keep them out. Um, and, and basically you see that the Gog, which means uh, sort of coming up from within cover or hidden stealth attack, you see the land of Magog coming like a great storm, like a, a cloud to cover the land and with many people with thee, as verse nine talks about. 
And it says, thou shalt think an evil thought. Verse 10 says, thus saith Yahweh, it shall come to pass at that time, things shall come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. I would argue that that evil thought is the protocols of Zion. And then verse 11 says, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages, or I would say America. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, this is when the Kazarians would infiltrate the West uh, by prophecy specifically. Um, so I would say America was right there as the land of unwalled villages. Um, and in verse 16, it says, and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. And it shall be in the latter days, I will bring against thee my land that the heathen may know me. And when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. So you see this attack coming from against what I would say is the Western uh, Christian Israelite nations, the lost tribes of Israel, exactly according to prophecy, just one example I gave you from Leviticus, and the uh, Kazarians, according to prophecy, which are not a great multitude of people, they're not a pure-blooded uh, people the way that Israelites were required to be, uh, they're not uh, the people who fulfilled any of the prophecies, such as blessing the world or spreading the word of God to other nations, etc., um, but they did fulfill the prophecies of Gog and of Edom. And uh, the Bible basically paints the end time one world government of Edom as the enemy um, that reinforces the Antichrist on a partition. I mean, this is his world government. They've set everything up for him. So we, if you go into the Gog and Magog war of end times uh, and also like Obadiah 18, when all of Edom will be destroyed worldwide and all the other relevant end times prophecies, I mean, it's there. Um, America is there, Britain is there, Europe is there, uh, Kazaria is there, Ukraine is there, Russia and China are uh, there by extension. And in fact, uh, Second Estrus even talks about the three-headed eagle prophecy, and that's, you know, those heads of the eagles, uh, the two feathers are Russia and China. It, it is a very specific prophecy, even more specific than Daniel's famous prophecy with the statue of gold and, and the feet of uh, iron. Um, oh, this is a much more specific prophecy. Yeah, so so you're you, you feel the same about prophecy um in regards to the mark of the beast and you do you feel the you know if I'm putting words into your mouth that like Satan knows its time is short and that's where we're seeing all this evil ramping up. Yes. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. go ahead go ahead sorry. Um yeah, so we're just seeing all this evil ramping up. Um, I think where you and I may not see eye to eye on is, you know, that the Jews, you know, returning to Israel, like the Zion, right? That that's been a, a name that has been, you know, pushed out by mainstream media as bad Zionism and all of this. But I tend to look at God as like, you know, the beginning of the Zion movement, right? Like he says, these are my people and, and they will come back into their land. Um, so I think that's where we may differ, but I'll tell you, I love having conversations like this because we don't get enough of them. Um, you know, it's yeah. always, you know, just the same people saying the same thing. So I'm, I'm very intrigued on where, where do you see this all going? right now like Wait, what can we do to to address your first thing about how satan's time is short and that's a that's a key word in prophecy as well so people can can go look that up in revelation and such but basically i do believe satan the enemy the adversary's time is short and i also cross uh reference and juxtapose that against sort of the 1950s sort of explosion of aliens 
I would consider the alien explosion to be, and, and remember, governments would hide it for a long time, and now they won't shut up, and they're showing bodies in the Mexican Congress, and they won't stop talking about UFOs and such. So governments are pushing this very hard, yeah. and there's a whole religious agenda and cult. They're having seances in the desert communing with aliens spiritually. I mean, th this is getting weird, right? Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, I, I want people to understand that the 1950s explosion of aliens around the time of Roswell was real, but it was not aliens. It was the Genesis 6 fallen angels returned. The Baneha Elohim, the sons of God of Genesis 6 that mated with human women were punished for what they did for the monsters that they created. They were basically locked up until the end of time and were there. They were going to be released during the last days. And we have seen, just like in the pre-flood world, an explosion of sin, of technology, of abortion, and of genetic corruption. I mean, Noah was saved because he was pure in his genes or generations, which is Bible talk for genes. He was a pure blood in the time when all flesh was corrupted. Basically, Noah didn't take the vaccine. I mean, that's what we can say about the time of Noah when all flesh was corrupted. And Jesus told us the end times would be like that as well. He didn't know when, but in the end days, all it would be like the days of Noah. That's what Jesus told us. And I would say that we're there. In fact, we're, we're there to such an extent that not only do we have the return of the watchers, the fallen angels, but we have the return of the explosion of technology, the explosion of sin, the yep. explosion of genetic contamination, which creates Nephilim, which are creatures not made in God's image. When you, when you take the vax that changes your DNA and takes God's name off and puts Yahweh's name uh, numerically off of your cells and puts in 666 on every cell of your body, and I agree with you, it's not yet full, it's not complete, it's not, you don't have to use it to buy or sell yet, but the hardware is in people's body. And I think the software is a couple of weeks away uh, with the CBDCs and the, the, the uh, you know, geographic restrictions with vaccine passports and a social credit system that's going to tell on you if you don't do the right thing and right. say the right thing. If you don't hell Satan twice a day, you're not going to get enough points to buy your bread, okay? And that's basically where this is heading. Um, and they want you to commit every sin possible on the way out. They're trying to drag us to hell with them. Their time is short and it's going to get rough. And um, my argument here is that no matter how offensive it may be or, or uh, un, uh, unbelievable, don't let incredulity stop you from researching and testing this thing. The Bible says test all things and hold fast that which is true. But my argument here is that the giants stole the identity of God's children by just taking the name Israel and putting the word you in the Bible, taking God's name out of the Bible over 6,000 times where it said Yahweh and putting in the Lord, which is Baal in English. So I would say that God's children are um, the West and they are fighting the fight of their lives uh, in desperate need of, sa of saving right now in the end times as Edom is destroying them, headquartered in Israel, pretending to be the people of Israel. This is a lot. This is a lot. Um, we only have we have a little over five minutes left. Let me let me see if I can. What what do you think Israel's response to Hamas should have been? Do you just believe that they're all working together to to start this war? Yeah, like so Ron Paul and others have broken down how Hamas and ISIS were started by the West. I mean, Hamas was started by Israel, funded by Israel, trained by Israel and the CIA and basically have still been used as a uh, a puppet um, a proxy army for terroristic and political uses ever since, just like ISIS has been. So uh, they need a boogeyman so they can justify the ethnic cleansing of 2 million people. They're dropping bombs on babies by the tens of thousands every day now. 
And they needed a boogeyman to justify that. So, you know, here comes Hamas with uh, some hang gliders and some bottle rockets and a bunch of fake news and old footage and uh, AI generated art and dead babies and beheaded babies that never happened and all that stuff Netanyahu and Biden were sharing. None of that stuff happened. It's just atrocity propaganda. And I, I can even show you that the burnt baby was an AI generated fake that was taken from a puppy image. They just switched the puppy out with a, a burnt baby using an AI uh, image generator. And then they use this to justify the ethnic cleansing of 2 million uh, prisoner refugees in an open air uh, detainment camp in their own nation who are starving average age 17, mostly women and children. And now you see baby arms sticking out of rubble piles by the hundreds um, if you're actually paying attention. So I, I would say that this is not the actions of those who claim to be of Abraham. And Jesus said, if you were of Abraham, you would do the actions of Abraham. Mass bombing babies is not the action of Abraham. It is, however, the same action of the Kazarians, the Edomites, the people who would saw people in half for fun as they tortured them to death throughout history. You can confirm this. Um, the same people who had Nero uh, burn down his own city in Rome and blame it on the Christians so that they could throw the Christians to the lions and force them to uh, murder each other in the pits and fight each other to the death, and they would just kill them in the streets, etc. This is the same people who burnt down Chicago, who burnt down London, who have no remorse because they are indeed the seed of the serpent. They do not have a conscience. Um, and God promised us war with Amalek, which was the son of Edom, the, the, the primary uh, heir of Edom, one of uh, Esau's children who had uh, babies with a Canaanite woman um, produced uh, Amalek. So we have uh, Amalek basically being the, the primary family lineage of Edom, the end times enemy that God, God promised uh, war with, that God hated, he hated Esau, um, that God promised to destroy utterly in Obadiah 18. And he gave us a specific list of reasons for why Obadiah, uh, Edom would be destroyed. And, um, you know, you see the, the historical play out exactly as God said, with a land of uh, people in the north that they lost their land and they moved out as a great roaming tribe of people with an evil thought to move up against the land of unwalled villages, which was America and was in prophecy in Leviticus 26, 18. And it just, you know, we could go through this and I could cover hundreds of hours and I'm, I'm happy to be challenged. I, right. I'm I like to be challenged <laughs> because I don't think people will believe this. It does sound pretty out there. And the average person who's been taught by Rockefeller funded seminary trained pastors is not going to get this. They don't talk about giants. They don't talk about prophecy. They don't talk about sea well, there's, there's or a, evil. Yeah, there's pastors that I follow. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, I really like. I, I like um, Jack Hibbs. I like um, I, I like how they present things, but we we have you you have less than a minute. Tell Americans or anybody listening what they um, should be doing. Well, prepare. We are in the time of tribulation. It's going to get worse. Uh, it's not going to get better. The persecution, if you're a true believer, is going to go through the roof, especially if you keep the old laws. Just like the Book of Revelation says, the uh, Satan is going to make war with the people who keep the way of God. And we are there and they are in control of the world government, uh, all of the other governments, and it's merging into a one world system, a one world religion. And, um, you know, we are going to have to hold firm on our faith. Time is short. And I actually suspect that the end is on in uh, Feast of Trumpets 2034. I believe that's when prophecy says Jesus is coming back. I know that's out there too. I don't expect people to believe it, but I like to be challenged on things. All of the evidence and, and the arguments and the reasons and the sources are there on my website at the Serapeum. I've got articles breaking down uh, America being in prophecy, uh, the end times prophecies 
kind of red alert and how we see the book of revelations playing out right now and all sorts of other things. And I also have evidences showing the mark of the beast and the vaccine symbolism operation warp speed or war on the seed. If you drop the peas and there's a lot more to this. I mean, there really is. It, everything yeah. connects all conspiracies, all evils that are organized, all uh, history, all uh, modern bad things, all the, uh, the the transgenderism in the schools, that's in their religious book. The, the the porn in the culture, that's part of their attacks against us. I mean, it's all connected. Everything goes back to the Bible, to the seed war, and uh, it all goes back to prophecy. Yeah, guys, like this, this is this is a lot. And, and you know, I, I really appreciate the platform that we have with AmericaOutloud.news. We're able to speak on anything we want and, um, and, and just talk openly about it. So if you guys like this conversation, you have questions for Dustin or Ryan, or you want me to dig deeper into this, uh, please send your emails to nurses at americaoutloud.com. That is nurses at americaoutloud.com. You also hear me say all the time that I am open to having conversations with people that are not on the same wavelength that I am, because I believe it um, just opens up a dialogue for discovery. And, you know, for me, it's living in God's will for our life. That's the number one thing is, you know, living in his plan for our life, what, whatever that may be. And, um, and just having hope and faith and joy in that. So this was a deep conversation, but I thank you for joining me. This is all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are on air five days a week, Monday through Friday. We have at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on iHeartRadio or on our world-class media player or on our talk radio app, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Download that app because you will have 24-7 coverage with a variety of different hosts. Um, until next time, guys, be well, be safe, live in some joy, have joy, and God bless. It's time.